Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm happy the mics are working. I am your host of Nina's Got Good News. And today, for all you good news junkies, we have an amazing guest. Such an important topic for all of us on this next episode. So thank you for coming back. Welcome back. This is like my podcast baby, my third baby here of good news. Every single week, we are growing this movement together. We have such an important topic to, t- to talk about today. So get ready to zen out with us. Our special guest is an amazing person. My friend, she's a nurse practitioner, a wellness expert, and the owner and founder of Restore Meditation in Massachusetts, Elena Conway. Welcome to the podcast, Elena. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so very much for having me. Oh my gosh, isn't this so fun? We've known each other for so many years through your cousin, Wendy. Shout out to Wendy. And now here we are together as busy moms and doing doing good work in the in the business world i'm so proud of you but tell us I'm a little so bit about you too. oh thank you so much tell us a little yeah, bit about yourself oh i'm really happy to be able to participate on your podcast and to be able to collaborate together on i know isn't that what it's yeah that's what it's all about right? News, right i know i love that so tell yeah. us a little bit about you and your background Oh, boy. Um, so I'm a mom of four, and um, I am a nurse practitioner, and I still do actively work at, in a hospital setting. And I run wellness programs, so I help people quit smoking and manage stress, and the hospitals um, are definitely not necessarily willing, not, not ready, I don't think, um, to embrace a lot of wellness initiatives as they're all really trying to merge up. And so I've seen the science behind mindfulness um, as really being some of the best medicine that we have. And so with the hospital still focused on merging, I said, I'm going to just open my own studio and be able to bring the benefits of mindfulness to as many people as possible. So in January, I opened Restore Meditation to uh, do just that. So we are sort of Boston's first modern meditation studio. And so by that... We have a very clean studio, a lot of white and black, and really trying to bring, um, make meditation as easy, effective, and efficient as possible. So we offer 20-minute classes. People can get in, do their 20 minutes of meditation, and get back amongst their day to all of the busy things that we all have to do, right? Whether you're a mom or working or just trying to manage day-to-day, um, it can be hard to squeeze in meditation. So we try to make it as easy as possible. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you're so ahead of the curve. I love that you're the the first one in the Boston area. So just for everyone's geography, she's in Woburn, Mass, which is about, what do you say, 12 miles north of Boston. And that's so cool that you, you know, you saw the need and you decided to go for it. And I truly hope that if someone out there is listening, maybe in my town in Norwalk, Connecticut, might open a meditation studio just like hers. But <laughs> Elena, how did you first learn about meditation? Was this something that you've been doing for years? Um, so I think I've always had elements of mindfulness. Um, I think 
I definitely had parents that were mindful. My dad was older. He was in his 50s when I was born, and so he was around a lot. Um, he was, you know, sort of established with his business. He had a lot of time to spend with us, and he was always very, very present um, and in the moment and participating and just really engaging with us. And I discovered as a parent I did not have those qualities. I felt like I was always rushing, always not feeling like I was doing um you know, being as good a parent as I could be and just rushing, and I felt like I was really losing time with my family. And I I wanted to know how my parents did it, how my dad did it, how he was always so present. And so I looked into mindfulness, and I started at UMass, and I took the UMass um, mindfulness program, and it really did change my life. And I really learned about the science and the benefits. And being that I'm a nurse practitioner and being that I practice evidence-based medicine at the hospital, the evidence really was what sort of hooked me first, captivated my interest, and really got me um, sort of to buy in, if you will. But then as I began to practice, I just noticed so many changes in my life, and it really has a ripple effect. So it changed in me, but also my relationships with my family changed, and I really started to get that magic sweet spot with my kids and my husband, but also it expanded to work and co-workers and just overall being a happier and a healthier person. So oh my that's gosh. sort of how I got I love started. That. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. so if some people out there that are listening might be like me, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, that one of my goals for this fall is to embrace meditation. This is something that's been on my mind for a long time, and I just haven't First of all, I haven't, there's no restore meditation like you have, unfortunately, in my town, but I'm working on it. I am investigating. I'm researching places that do offer meditation because I want to learn how to do it. But if there are newbies out there that are listening, like me, where, where do people even start with meditation? What do you tell them if they're brand new at this? Well, I think just even having the interest is a first step, right? So sometimes meditation can feel scary to people. They think, oh, I can't do it. I can't quiet my mind. Um, So even just, you know, being open to it, I think, is the first step. And then really starting anywhere that you can. You know, finding a studio near you certainly is helpful so that you can have somebody that's a teacher. Because as you begin and your mind wanders, it's so easy to think you're not good at it. But actually, our minds wander. That's just what our minds do. Mindfulness is actually when your mind wanders, bringing it back to meditation. It doesn't matter how many times that happens. It's just that you keep practicing and keep practicing. So there's a lot of apps out there that are really good. Um, Some of them are free. Some of them cost money. Some of them you can get a subscription to. But, like, the, the Calm app is a phenomenal app. I think they have a free version, and then there's a paid-for version, but they have some amazing experts also that do some master classes. Dr. Judson Brewer, who actually is the head of the UMass Medical Center, has a master class that's on that. So the fact just that he's associated with it, I think it really shows that that's you know, really an evidence-based app that's, that's um, going to be helpful. Actually, Headspace, I just recently read, just applied for FDA approval to be a prescription meditation app. So we are starting to see these changes take hold, and I do think healthcare will sort of catch on to this in the next couple of years, again, because there's so much evidence that it's helpful. 
Yeah, why do you think they're not as open, as you said earlier? They're just not embracing this the way they should. Like, you had this light bulb moment of this idea to open this business because you saw the need and you realized that the hospitals weren't necessarily open to this. What what do you think is taking them so long to sort of catch up to the rest of us? We know there's this need. Yeah, I think part of it is cultural, right? Like, medicine, we've had this Eastern medicine and this Western medicine, and the way doctors have been trained, you know, it's always come from this place, um, you know, where Eastern medicine was sort of seen as, um, you know, not being evidence-based. And so meditation, actually, and mindfulness, it sort of is a collaboration of both Eastern and Western medicine. There are some elements of Buddhism that sort of have an underlying current, but really mindfulness is actually really Western medicine. So when you look at the science, it's actually all based on the autonomic nervous system. So we have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system. And these, we sort of vacillate back and forth between. It's autonomic, which means we do not control this. Like our stress response is not something that actually we can control going into, right? So if you are a caveman and you walk, or cave woman and you walk out of your cave and you encounter a tiger, you don't think should I run? Should I fight? You just, you do it. It's it's a reaction your body just goes into, which is great. Because if you had to think, what should I do? You'd be dead. Exactly. So we're not being chased from tigers today, but we have everyday modern stressors, right? Financial issues, health issues, family issues. Yeah, lots of anxiety. Yeah, lots of stress out there. We're being on all the time. A lot of pressure. With a lot of stress, right? Instagram, different um, societal pressures that we're under. So these things are constantly putting us in the stress response. Our bodies are not meant to constantly be in the stress response. When we're in the stress response, we actually have a physical reaction. Our heart rate goes up. Our blood pressure goes up. Our lungs dilate, our pupils dilate, because the body actually thinks, I need to run from this tiger. Mm-hmm. But so our hearts are being stimulated all the time. Our brains are being stimulated all the time as being in the stress response. The science is that dropping into the relaxation response for 20 minutes every day is how we sort of change our brain to not be so likely to go into the stress response but to actually be able to respond in a more skillful and mindful way. So that was why I opened Restore, and that was why I did the 20-minute classes, because if we were going to give you a medicine in the hospital to lower your cholesterol, we wouldn't give you the highest amount. We wouldn't say, go every day for an hour. We would say, what's the least amount? We'll give you that every single day to lower your cholesterol. Well, So for meditation, to make it as easy and effective and accessible for people, that 20 minutes a day, so I wanted to offer those classes, but also their guided meditations to be able to bring people into that relaxation response, which actually down-regulates the center in the brain that puts us into the stress response, and actually strengthens the higher-functioning, executive-functioning that allows us to pause and respond without necessarily pouring gasoline on the fire, right, making mm-hmm. things worse, react in a stressful way. It, doesn't typically work out for us right. <laughs> as well as if we're, you know, being mindful and saying, okay, what's the best way to handle this? So and you the re- hospitals, I think, are starting to see that science. Yeah. 
and we're starting to see baby steps, but hospital systems are huge. And with all the healthcare changes that we've seen recently, you know, there's some financial concerns that everybody's just trying to make themselves stable. And right. so I think of course. they know the evidence is there for mindfulness, but they just it's still a couple of years away before they're gonna be able to fully embrace it, but also put resources behind it, right? You can embrace it. But then, you know, making it operational across, you know, a huge, you know, now we have all these hospitals coming together, becoming systems. Yeah. It's not easy to just make those changes. So I do see them as coming. Right. Okay. Sure. Well, that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a couple but of years out. we're seeing out. the hospitals, the funny thing is the hospitals are really some of the last ones to embrace it. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it in the schools, which is amazing. Yeah. And let's talk about that we're because. teachers, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that because I want to talk about kids. And how important it is. I know, you know, you as a busy mom of four, but you truly believe that kids need to meditate too. And I know I love that you offer some kids classes and I love all that. So what do you think, why do you think it's important for kids to meditate and why is meditation going into schools, like you said? So I think if I had been meditating at a young age, if I was taught how to manage my stress, my own without medication or without, um, you know, a glass of wine, we would be so much better at it as adults. Mm -hmm. I think teaching these kids from a young age, then they have it and they can always tap into it, right? Once you're educated, you always have the tools that you can use at any point. So I know that you, you've struggled with some migraines, um, over the years and that they were debilitating for you. I know it's at one point it was bad. So How has meditation helped you with your migraines? Yeah, so I had headaches for a long time. Um, I still actually suffer. I wouldn't say it's as bad as it was. I had a procedure that really healed me quite significantly. Um, I had a really hard time getting perspective and separating myself from pain since it was in my head. And so now meditation has helped me sort of have the pain be present, but not become the pain. And that might seem a little bit confusing, but I kind of see it as just something that's there as opposed to something that I need to make stop. The more that we want to make something stop, whether it be, right, when you get nervous or you blush in front of somebody and you say, oh, my gosh, I hope this goes away, it usually gets worse, right? So that's sort of the same way that pain happens. When we are in pain, especially chronic pain, we tend to, you know, we lose being able to do fun things, and it's just miserable being in pain too, but we want it to stop. And so mindfulness has sort of allowed me to allow the pain to be present, to be present with it, and therefore it can kind of pass through without me reacting to it as much. And without reacting to it, it actually causes the pain to sort of stay a little bit more manageable than causing it to flare. Just like other things would get worse, the pain can get worse just by our reaction to it. That's amazing. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, it yeah. does. It's Well, yeah. it's just so, so we good do that... use it quite a bit with pain. Yeah. yeah, and just, you know, there's so many people out there that suffer from pain, not only migraines, but other other things too. So I'm sure this is super helpful. Now, what, tell me a little bit about, you know, it's, you're now a small business owner, right? That's, which is amazing. Yep. You know, you opened this 
awesome business in January. So now you have the four kids, right? Talk about busy. You have the four kids. You're now the owner of this amazing small business, this meditation studio in Massachusetts. So how do you keep a healthy work-life balance? I feel like this is something we all struggle with as Mm. parents and when we're busy and we also work. Um, So is it, is your secret maybe the mindfulness and the meditation or what are some other things that are helping you? It definitely is. It's so easy to spin with all that chaos, right? Just like the pain when we sort of become part of it, 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 it's just like you have no center and you're sort of spinning all over the place and it can move like a storm wherever it is. But the mindfulness is really like an anchor. And again, it brings you back to that center point to be able to access and to come out from and it gives you perspective um, to know, I guess, what's important. I guess other things that I maybe would have taken on that don't have as much meaning and that don't come from that heart-centered place, I'm able to let go of. I mean, we all have time that we waste, whether it's on the Internet or, you know, going out when we don't think we should. You know, we feel tired, but we still go. So I think meditation's allowed me to let some things go that – really didn't bring value or meaning to my life. So that's made some space for sure to be able to then put that time back to my family or even caring for myself, which we don't do very well, right? I know. But um, We're working on that, know, though, Elena. We're working on yeah, that. Yeah, we're I getting know. better. Yeah. But meditation actually, not only does it make you more calm and happier, it actually increases your focus and your productivity, because when we're clouded with all of these crazy thoughts spinning and being overwhelmed with how busy we are, it's hard to see things clearly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a good moment, point. Yeah. You actually, when all of that other stuff is sort of like you just kind of let it go, it just evaporates or it dissolves, you actually have that much more ability to see things clearly so you come back to a job more creative and more productive. So like a win-win-win. Yeah. It really just helps across the board. With I know. Everything. I love that. Okay. You're really, yeah. you're really motivating me to get on this. So let's <laughs> talk a little bit about, you know, from a business perspective, I really have to give you such kudos and like tell you that I really think you're a genius because the health and wellness space is just so big now and meditation is such a big part of this, right? So you really, you are like a business genius in my eyes because you saw the need it's taking off like crazy, right? Your business is doing so well and you're really the only, you know, you're, you're Boston's first. So yeah. why do you think this is all really starting to take off like this? Like, why do you think meditation studios are starting to pop up? I know they're really big in LA and New York and you were yeah. Boston's first, but why do you think it's from a business perspective? Why do you think it's taking off the way it has? I think it's taking off because there's such a need for it. We are all so busy. We're, we're constantly on, and we're showing signs of chronic stress from just being on all the time. I joke um, in my classes that we've, we've gotten into this caffeine and Cabernet cycle. We need caffeine to wake up every morning because we're exhausted. We work all day running around with, like, with our hair on fire, and we come home at night we don't know how to relax without a glass of wine. So we're in this like cycle of, right, caffeine and Cabernet, but we need to learn how to slow down and care for ourselves. And because we're sort of at this place now where we're starting to fall apart and unravel a little, mm-hmm. people are, are realizing, yes, 
I need to care for myself. It's not a luxury. It's actually a necessity to stop and care for ourselves. And we, we think if we sit down and rest that we're being lazy, we almost feel like we need an excuse for it. Right. Well, that right there Yeah, we feel us, guilty if we, like, take a nap or something, guilty. right? Yeah. yeah. And so I think there's just such a need. And I think once people start to meditate, they just feel such peace and such calm. It kind of brings you back. It doesn't make you a different person. It just brings you back to who you were before all the craziness sort of got us all spinning and mm-hmm. got us all confused, you know? So it, it just, it restores. It restores yeah. you to who you were before all the stress. Right. That's your name, Restore Meditation. I love that. That's it. All yeah. right. So we're going we're gonna to work on getting out of the caffeine and Cabernet bad cycle that we're in. We're going to work on that. We're going to change that and uh, come up with a new phrase once we're all in a better, in a better place. But what do you say to the person who wants to meditate, who might be listening? They want to meditate, but they say, you know, oh, I just don't have enough time. I like, like we all said, we're so busy, right? We're so busy. And they just say they just don't have enough time to meditate. What do you say to that person? We all have time, even if it's two minutes. You can meditate while brushing your teeth. So the definition of mindfulness is the awareness that arises from paying attention in a particular way, on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And that's the definition actually from John Kabat-Zinn, who was sort of the modern-day founding father of mindfulness from UMass. But you can do that brushing your teeth, right? So pay attention in that particular way to how the toothbrush feels in your hand, how the sensation of the toothbrush bristles, you know, touching them and putting them in your mouth, really brushing your teeth and feeling it and paying attention to that, the smell of the toothpaste, how your teeth feel at the end, that's mindfulness. We can do, we, we don't do that when we brush our teeth. We do it, we rush, we're out the door. It's, it's just something we do. But when we stop, or when we actually tune in, it doesn't even have to be a stopping. It doesn't have to take any more time. But when we tune in and pay attention in that way, we're being mindful. And so it's that 20 minutes of that every day. So there's a lot of different ways that we can access mindfulness. It doesn't all have to be meditation. Meditation is certainly one way. We can run mindfully. I always joke we can spin mindfully as long as you're not comparing yourself to the person who's sitting next to you, right? It's that non-judgment piece, which we also are really good at beating ourselves up about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no comparing, no comparing. Yeah. 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 We use the breath a lot for meditation because you can do it anytime, any place. It's always with you. Spinning is great, but if you're at a stressful time at work or you're, you know, disagreeing with your boss, you can't just say, excuse me while I go spin to resolve this but mm-hmm. you can always go to your breath so it's always accessible so we do use that quite a bit with meditation the breathing yeah i love that we gotta yeah. work on our breathing but even yoga is is mindful movement the yep. word yoga is a sanskrit word meaning to yoke and so it's really yoking the mind and the body together with breath right so when you're at a yoga class how often are you comparing your height of your leg to the person that's next to you well if you're doing that and there's no we do that. That's what our minds do. That's what we do as people. We have to get away from that. We have to just be present in our own practice. And so we can notice that we're judging ourselves and then just kind of let that go too. Oh my gosh. Well, every time I talk to you, I just say, wow, she's really, you're just in such your right place. You, this, you were born to do this, I think. And 
you're so inspiring, and I just wish I wish you lived in my neighborhood so you could come over. And... <laughs> well, I do have videos that you can watch too. So oh yeah, that's good. Channel. I know. Oh, that's good. We have good. some, and we're going to start doing a lot more videos. So stay tuned for that. Good. And okay, that's good. Definitely, and if... if people are interested in bringing Restore to your neighborhood, have them reach out to me because my my thought and my goal is just to get this to as many people as possible because we all need it. We all need it. We do. Every single one, whether we're healthy, whether we're balanced, whether we're stressed, whether we have kids, whether we have a sick parent, we all we all need to care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, we're not meant to work ourselves to the ground. Right. And if people do want to reach out to you, Elena, how do they find you on Instagram and Facebook? So on Facebook and Instagram, it's um, just at Restore Meditation. Okay. And again, for anyone in Massachusetts, they're in Woburn, Mass. So check them out because it's seriously just such such an amazing business that you've started. And I'm so proud of you. And um, Alina and I want to end with a Zen challenge for everyone listening because you guys know I love challenges. So I hope that you've learned so much today from Alina, and I know I have, and you guys know I'm totally motivated to really get going with this mindfulness and meditation journey. So the challenge is, is can you take one of her tips, one of her, one of the takeaways that you've learned today and put it into action? Just start. And like she said, maybe just start with one breath. Start with breathing or start with being mindful while you're brushing your teeth. Start with five minutes of meditation. Maybe download one of the apps that Elena mentioned, um, Calm or Headspace. Because I think truly that if we all start doing this together, this Zen challenge, you know, we're going to get better together. Like Elena said, we all need this and the need is there. So now we can all help each other by doing this challenge together. So thank you so much, Alina. So You're just so great. I'm so happy that you came on and shared all of this good news with all of us today. You were amazing, as always. So thank you so much. Thank you, so, thank you for having me. It really was my pleasure. Well, you're such a bright star, and I really can't wait to find more meditation studios growing everywhere, and hopefully other people are inspired by Elena's story to open another meditation studios. Hopefully more of these will pop up. So thank you all for listening. I'm so grateful for all of you. I always say that I would never be here without all of you guys supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, we drop new episodes every Tuesday. You can find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe and rate and review my podcast please keep writing in. My reviewer of the week is Elizabeth. Elizabeth writes in with this review. This is a great way to start my day. Nina's energy is contagious and inspiring, and I'm so happy to have found this podcast. And I just want to say to Elizabeth, thank you so much. You guys all keep me going, and I love you all so much. So thanks for that review. Remember, the mission of the podcast is to get better together as a community here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. So happy to be here. Please find me on Instagram because right now you guys know the gram is my jam. On Instagram, I'm at Nina B as in Bradley, Clark. And don't forget, I have an E at the end of Clark. Let's connect there. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to get Zen, just like Alina Conway said from Restore Meditation. We're all going to start being more Zen together. Let's all keep being awesome. Bye. Bye.